Welcome to another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, do you have your Bibles? Let's open up our Bibles this morning. We're going to be going to Deuteronomy chapter 30 in just a moment. And today we're going to be talking about the right choice, making the right choice. We're faced every day with situations and circumstances, whether it's in our family, at work, at school, in our neighborhood, perhaps even as we are out shopping and going busy about uh, you know, our day. We face so many decisions, so many choices, so many opportunities. And since this is the first day of the year and we want to get the year right, one of the things we need to do is make sure that we are are armed, are equipped to make the right choice. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to take you back uh, to a moment about 1,400 years or so before Jesus was born. uh, 3,400 years ago. Can you think back that far? Some of you can, I know. Uh, 3,400 years ago. Moses, if you know about the story of Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, and then in the wilderness for 40 years as they were wandering around, God wanted them to go into the promised land, but they had made a bad decision. They had chosen to believe that they were unable to go into the promised land. They had decided that their enemies were too big. You know, many times whenever we make a decision that our enemies are bigger than us, it puts us into a place where they have an unfair advantage over us. It was not that God could not help them. They would not receive the help of God. Why did not the children of Israel receive the help of God? Because they refused to believe Him. They refused to believe that He loved them and that He cared about them. So many people even today are in that similar situation. They refuse to acknowledge or to embrace and to realize and to live in the reality that God loves you and wants to bless you. That God wants to help you defeat your enemies. That it's God's desire that you win and that they not. No matter how big they are, without respect to how formidable they think they are, You and God are enough. But the children of Israel under Moses' leadership, they were having a lot of temptations to believe that their enemies were just too big for them. And it caused them to make a very bad decision, a very bad choice. They chose to not go into the promised land, but rather to live in the meager existence in a wilderness outside of God's best for their lives. And over the course of 40 years, so many of them died without having received God's best. They died you know, outside of all that God had for them. What God wanted for them was just across the Jordan River. And they did not have faith to go across and engage in their new day. 
they felt like that their old day, what they had known in life, was all that they could know. Sometimes people get stuck in a rut. Sometimes people imagine that the way my marriage has been is the only way it can be. The way my job has been is, is how it will always be. The way my school is, or the way my neighborhood is, or the way my family, whatever. They get locked into a situation where what is familiar to them is the only thing that exists. And they cannot imagine a reality outside of their familiarity. They cannot imagine that God has a better plan, a bigger plan, a greater purpose. That God not only wants to bless them, but wants to use them to be a blessing. Many times people are stuck in a rut because they cannot imagine a better day. They don't know how to get there. This had been the history of the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. They had walked around and around and around in a very small place. They felt comfortable there. And it is there that they lived and there that they died. Whenever the children of Israel that had come out of Egypt and had not obeyed God but had decided that their enemies were too big whenever they died God gave the next generation another chance you know God is the God of another chance not only will he give the next generation another chance he would have given anyone another chance he gave Joshua and Caleb that same chance God is willing today to give you another chance if you will take another look at your opportunities. If you would just back up for a moment and say to yourself that what I am familiar with may be comfortable to me, but it may not be all that God has for me. You know, my marriage may be, um, I may be able to endure my marriage. I think I can make it. I think I can endure it. But God wants you to enjoy it. God wants you to thrive, not to survive, but to thrive. You might be looking at your finances and say, you know, I think I can make it. Well, God wants you to be blessed abundantly above all you could think or ask. He does not want you to live on barely get by street. He wants you to have enough bread to eat and enough seed to sow. He wants you to feed others. And in order for you to feed and bless others, you need to be blessed more than just what you need. Many times people imagine that if I can eat and if I can pay my bills, then that's enough and they get stuck right there. God has more. It is difficult at times to imagine that God wants to bless you beyond your greatest imagination beyond all you could think or ask but he does he does the limits that are placed on God are limits of our unbelief of our unwillingness of our poor choices you know when we're talking about finances for example you know uh, it's 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 very simple 
that finances and a lack of finances, a lack of money, is not a numbers problem. The lack of money is most often a behavioral problem. And if we can change something in our life, it will change a lot of other things. But nothing changes until something changes. Nothing, you know, yesterday's bus will bring you right back to today. Nothing changes until something changes. And it's not always a raise that you need. In fact, the greatest way and the quickest way to get a raise financially, the, 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 the quickest way to get a raise is to cut a bill. Do you know the reason that you cannot buy what you want? It's because you bought what you wanted. Because a dollar only spends one time. It comes to choices. Choices. Making the right choices. Making the right decisions. Our life unfolds according to the choices that we make. Whether we're talking about our family, or we're talking about the fellowship and relationships we have with people, or we're talking about money. Uh, here, the children of Israel had come out of Egypt with Moses, and for 40 years he led them in the wilderness, and they became comfortable and complacent. And so Moses now is at the end of his life by the time we get to Deuteronomy chapter 30. He is 120 years old. He has come to the end of his leadership. He's come to the end of his life. He's come to the end of his opportunity to encourage the children of Israel any longer or to lead them. He knows that, that he is not going to uh, go into the promised land with that next generation. But he believes that they will. He believes that the next generation will make a better decision than the last generation. Isn't that the hope that all of us have for our children and our children's children? That the next generation would make a better decision than our last generation? That we don't lock our next generation into our last generation's problems? That we don't leave them in a rut? Isn't that what we hope? Sure, that's what we hope. In fact, I am hoping that many of you, many of us, are the Joshuas and the Calebs of, of, of this story who actually get to go in with that next generation. That life is not over for you. That life is, 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 is not, you've not experienced all of the goodness of God that you could experience. But you know, that's your choice. That's your decision, as it was a decision for each one of the children of Israel. 1,400 years before Jesus was born, Moses is 120. The children of Israel are camped out in the plains of Midian on the west bank of the Jordan River, just across from Jericho near the Dead Sea. And they are all sprawled out on the plains of Midian. And Moses calls them together because he has some parting words he wants to share with them. 
He wants to prepare them to embrace a new day, a new opportunity. He knows that God is about to give them another chance. He knows that God is about to give them a new day. And he knows that God has chosen Joshua as a new leader. And, and, and this new leader needed to have a people that, that, that were ready, that they knew what to do. They knew how to have this new day. And in that place at that time, you know, Moses was feeling the very same thing that Jesus would feel some 1,400 years in the future. When Jesus was on the Mount of Olives and, and, and he was about to go to heaven, and here Jesus is trying to give the disciples, Jesus is going to leave someone else in charge, and he's going to tell the disciples about their new day, about their new chance. They had all left him, and, and, and they had all scattered. He brought them together, and he wanted to give them their new chance and tell them, this is how you can do it. Moses felt the same thing. Moses felt like, I'm going away, and I need to make sure that they know what to do. It, 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 it's time for me to part, uh, to depart, he said, and, 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 and I've, I've, I've got this passion, I've got this purpose, but I must entrust the work of God to others. Do you know... God is entrusting the work He wants done in the earth to you. He's entrusting it to you. Moses here on the plains of Midian in Deuteronomy, he wants to give clear instructions. He wants to be a strong encouragement to those that would go the next mile, those who would be making the next decisions. Moses knew that God was not going to make people do anything. God was not going to make others lead his children. He was not going to make people walk in the right path. He was not going to make people make the right choice. But God would help them. God would help them if they did make the right choice. And making the right choice is not always easy. Making the right choice does not always you know, mean that you are finished with all of your problems. Sometimes making the right choice can cause a few problems. You know, going into the promised land is where the war started. It's not where the war ended. Making the right choice. Our Declaration of Independence in 1776, that's not when the war was over. That's when the war began. Making the right choice. Making the right choice. And every time we make a decision to make a right choice, it, it, it takes effort to pull people up out of a rut. And it takes energy and, and encouragement for people to continue to make the right choice. But God knew that he was going to help people if they would just try you know, God does not make people do what he wants them to. He helps them do what he wants them to. He doesn't make them do it, but he will help them if they try. Life is filled with choices. We choose, just like Esther chose. You remember Esther? If you've never read, uh, set, set that as a goal in 2023 to read the book of Esther. And read about this young queen who was given a choice. She did not want to because it looked like it could cost her her life. But yet she was encouraged to make the right choice. God did not make her do it. She chose to do it. Just like Gideon. Gideon was offered an opportunity by God to pull down the foreign idols and the pagan idols in Israel. God did not make him do it. God gave him an opportunity. He chose to do it. Samson, you may remember Samson. 
Samson did not have to stand against the enemies of God. He chose to stand against the enemies of God. Daniel, you remember Daniel in the lion's den? Daniel, God did not make Daniel kneel down and pray when it became against the law to pray in public. God did not make Daniel pray in a public way. Daniel chose to pray to his God in a fashion that he knew other people would be able to see. Y'all remember Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus? God did not make them bury Jesus' body. They chose to bury the body of Christ. How about Mary Magdalene? Y'all remember that young woman who went to the garden tomb early? God did not make her get up before sunrise and go to the garden tomb on that resurrection morning. Mary chose to get up early and to go to the garden tomb to, to, to minister to the body of Christ. Y'all remember the little woman in Mark chapter 5 who had a sickness, an infirmity, and the Bible says that she pressed in to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. You know, God did not make her go into that crowd and push forward. God gave her an opportunity. She chose to go there that day. She chose. Because she heard of Jesus, she chose to go where she knew he would be. Y'all remember the little lad with the, with the two fish and the five loaves of bread. Y'all remember that little lad? You know, Jesus did not make him give his lunch to feed those 5,000. He chose to give his lunch to feed those 5,000. Y'all remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, that wee little man who climbed up in the sycamore tree so he could see Jesus coming through. And Jesus said, I'm going to your house. Do you know that Jesus did not make him restore what he had stolen from people he chose to do it he made a choice and that choice wasn't an easy choice it wasn't a frivolous choice it wasn't a, a a choice without cost it cost him everything he had but he chose to do it because God gave him an opportunity do you remember a man named Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 a Roman centurion who got up every day, although he was not a Jew and although he was not a Christian, he yet got up every day as a Roman soldier and prayed. And when he would find poor people, he would give them and help poor people. And his prayer and his giving came up before God. God did not make him pray and give. He chose to pray and give. You remember Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitess. If you've not read the book of Ruth, let me encourage you, read that book of Ruth in 2023 as well. What a marvelous testimony from this young lady who was a widow herself. And God did not make her serve her widowed mother-in-law. She chose to. She chose to. Do you remember Rahab? Rahab was a harlot who lived in Jericho. God did not make her hide the spies. She chose to hide the spies. Just like so many more. I could go on and on and on. The Bible is filled with people who were not made to do what was right, but who chose to do what was right. People who were in a rut of life. Talk about a rut. Imagine Rahab in this rut of life. 
She was so entrenched in a rut of, 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 of being a harlot that, that everyone knew. I mean, she ran a, a, a house of ill repute, as we understand. Everyone understood this woman is a prostitute, a rut of life. But one day she was given a chance. One day something happened on the inside of her. How about that widow who gave Elijah her, her last meal and, and the last meal of her son? What happened? She chose to. Nobody made her. She chose to do it because of something on the inside of her that spoke to her. Something awakened on the inside of her. And all of a sudden she must have, must have seen a glimpse that was not familiar, but it was desirable. It was something that God wanted for her and something that she wanted and something that she only could imagine. She had not seen it and no one had ever told her how it could be. And yet on the inside of her, she was compelled to make a choice. A choice to do what God wanted her to do instead of choosing what life had served her. Just like all these, we get to choose what we do we get to choose who we are going to be in every situation. Today, some of you are going to be offered situations and you can choose to be like the devil or choose to be like Jesus. Many of you are going to be offered opportunity today. And it's going to be a choice. And you know, sad to say that many people are just going to choose to do what they've always chosen. They're just going to fall into that rut. They're just going to, going to continue to cycle around that tree, around that mountain, over and over and over. And, and their marriage is not going to get any better. Their, 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 their job's not going to get any better. Their grades are not going to get any better. You know, their, their neighborhood's not going to get any better. Their generation's not going to get any better. Why? Because they're not going to be making any better choices. Choices. We get to choose if we're going to be good and godly spouses we get to choose if we're going to be obedient children we get to choose if we're going to be a willing worker we get to choose if we're going to be a loyal friend we get to choose if we're going to be a covenant partner we get to choose if we're going to be a kind stranger we get to choose if we're going to be a loving grandparent we get to choose if we're going to be a fair boss. It's our choice. And the choice will be offered to you so many times in this coming year. And you get to make the choice. You get to decide who you're going to be. You get to decide if you're going to make the right choice or make the wrong choice. Well, over 3,400 years ago, as I said, Moses stood on the west bank of the Jordan River. And he spoke his parting words to Joshua and to the children of Israel. And all he could do was hope that they would choose to do what was best for God and what was best for them. You see, the people knew what was right. You always know what's right. God never leaves you without knowing what's right. God does not leave you in a place where you don't know what's right. That's why many times you leave a situation and say, man, I should have done different. I should have done better. I shouldn't have done that. I sh oh, why did I do that? You ever? Yeah. God, God helps us to know what is right, but he leaves the choice up to you. Have you found Deuteronomy yet? <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's look in verse 19. 
Moses here is sharing his parting words. He's giving encouragement. He's giving hope. He wants people to, he, what Moses, he just wants to leave them with their best chance. He wants to leave them because, uh, with, with, with an opportunity to know what is right and best. Because he knows God's going to give them another chance. I know when you leave here today, God's going to give you another chance. In fact, today may be that chance. Right now, you may have taken that chance. You know, just, just you know, going online this morning and, and searching for a word, God may have led you right here because he wants to give you a chance. And that's what this new year, this new day, this dedication of 2023 is all about. It's about a new chance, a new opportunity. That's what today is about. Here's Moses in his parting words. Chapter 30, verse 19. Reading this from the New Living Translation. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death between blessings and curses. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Oh, can you hear? Can you hear Moses? 120 years old, being the leader of all the children of Israel, saying to them, Today, Today, after 40 years of leading you in the wilderness, today I set before you a choice. A choice that you must make. Oh, how I hope you make the right choice. Because it's not only going to affect you, but it's going to affect all of your descendants. All of your family will be impacted by the choice you make today. A choice between life and death. A choice between blessings and curses. It's your choice you choose he said when John the apostle was writing he shares a sad concern in the first chapter of John verse 17 he says for the law was given through Moses but grace and truth came through Christ Jesus he continues in John chapter 3 verse 19 and this is the condemnation this is the problem this is why we are condemned is because light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. What a sad day it is whenever you know what to do and don't do it. What a sad testimony it is whenever you've been offered light and you choose darkness. When you've been offered life and you choose death. When you've been offered blessing and you choose curses. What a, what a horrible witness it would be to the world and your neighbors for you to be offered an opportunity to be that kind neighbor, to be that kind stranger even, and you choose to be more like the devil than like Jesus. Moses is concluding his parting words in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 47. He said, these instructions are not empty words. Listen to me now. He said, what I've told you is not empty words. Please listen to me. It's not an empty word. They are your life. This is your life. Look at me for a moment. This is the only life you have. Why in the world are you messing it up so bad? 
Why are you fussing and fighting and kicking and screaming and complaining? Why are you allowing the agitations and the irritations and the frustrations of life get between you and those that you love so much? Why is it that you are allowing your life, the only life you have, to stay in a rut of problems around and around with fear and anger and frustration and and complaints? Why is it? This is your life. These are not empty words. This is your life. Why? By obeying them, you will enjoy long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. When you make the decision, when you make the next decision, when you say yes to God next time, you're going to go into a different place. It's going to take you out of the rut into a different place the next time you're offered an opportunity to be the other side of that argument, that fight that you know is just tearing things apart. It's not blessing. It's curses. It's not a life. It's death. Why go there? Why go to that place? I know it's familiar, but why go there? Why not choose life? Because when you do and cross that Jordan River, let me tell you, you will enjoy the life there better than the life you've had. Have you chosen life? Have you chosen blessings? Or are you choosing death and curses? What are your choices? You see, it's your life. And as sure as there was a man named Moses, this word is true. It's your life. The choice is yours. And like Moses said, today, this day, choose you this day. Choose today. How how can you make this choice? Well, isn't it wonderful that Moses did not leave us an unanswered question? You see, we read in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, today choose i set a choice before you life and death blessings cursing choose life oh how i hope you choose life that you and everyone impacted by you would live the very next verse verse 20 deuteronomy 30 verse 20 he tells us how to make that choice you know it's not enough for me just to tell you build a boat you need to know how to build a boat It's not enough to just be told, make the choice. You need to be told, how can I make that choice? How can I choose to do better next time? Well, Deuteronomy 30, verse 20, Moses answers that question. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. Oh, wow. Do you you guys hear that? I mean, how how much plainer could it be? How much plainer could God be? This is not just the words of Moses. They are in the inspired, anointed words of Almighty God. And if they can leap off the page today into your heart, And if you can imagine that God is giving you a chance, a new chance, a fresh chance to just cross over a barrier and you've, you know, perhaps been wandering in a wilderness and you've been, you know, getting the same thing over and over, you're, you're, 
you're not going to get anything different until you do something different. And this is what God says. You can make this choice by three things he said. You can make this choice by obeying him. By, by loving Him, obeying Him, and committing yourself to Him. This is the key to your life. <laughs> oh, wow. That, now, that's enough to shout on, by the way. I know, uh, you know, you guys may not realize, but we are Pentecostal, okay? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to go to three, and whenever I shout three, we're going to holler glory, because today's Raymond's birthday, by the way. Yeah. Ready? We're going to Raymond Presley, who is... Uh, Brack's dad, who is in heaven, and no doubt he's going to shout glory with us. Already, ready? One, two, three. Glory! Yeah, that's some good stuff. This is the key to your life. This is the key to your life. This is the key to your life. It's your choice. It's the key to your life. These are not empty words. You can make this choice by loving God, obeying Him, and committing yourself fully to Him. This is the key to your life. This will make a difference. This will get you out of the rut. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's talking about the land of joy and peace and milk and honey and goodness and happiness and, and, and fulfillment. He's talking about all these wonderful blessings that people are pursuing everywhere. But when you pursue God, th these blessings pursue you. Here's the key to your life. Okay? Love God. You need to love God more than you do yourself. <laughs> Boy, that would be enough, wouldn't it? Love God more than you do yourself. Love God. Number two, obey God. This is the key to your life. It's real simple. It's three steps. Love God. Deal with it in your heart. You may be dealing with the fact that you just may not love Him enough. Maybe that's why you keep choosing yourself. Maybe that's why you keep choosing your anger. Maybe that's why you keep choosing your resentment, your bitterness. Maybe that's why you continue to choose what you choose is because you don't love Him enough. You may need to set your love and set your affection on Him. Colossians says, If you then be reasoned with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection affections on things above not on things on the earth set your affections fall in love with him you can fall in love with him by getting to know him this year i challenge you read your bible every day pray every day worship every day those three things are important it stirs up the love it activates the love it keeps the love fresh read your bible every day pray every day and worship god every day Love God. Number two, obey Him. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Obey Him. Y'all know the biggies. Don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't cheat, don't covet. Love God. One God, not a bunch of gods. Y'all know, right? Love God. Number two, obey God. Just do what He says. Just do what He says. And then number three, you know, you can love him and you can obey him. But number three, he said, commit. You need to be fully committed to God. That's how you break out of the rut. That's why the children of Israel 
could not go into the promised land because they weren't fully committed to God's plan for their life. We need to be fully committed. Committing ourselves completely to Him. Firmly, completely committed to Him. Amen. Well, if you'll do these things, not only will you have a happy new year, you'll have a happy all year. And right now, I want to challenge you, before we close, I want to challenge you to make your commitment to Him, a fresh commitment this year, for each one of us to rededicate our lives to Him and to tell Him we have heard the Word today. You see, it matters very little what I say. What matters is what you will take home with you. More than just telling, I want to teach. The difference between telling someone something and teaching someone something is the same difference between listening and learning. You may have listened to me this morning, but did you learn anything? Listening is not enough. Those of you who teach in school know that, that some students listen and they don't learn. Well, having been a student for many years, some people I know tell and don't teach. How do you know that you have taught? How do I know if I have taught? How do you know if you have learned? More than listened, learned. It's when the student can repeat what the teacher has said. When the student can repeat what the teacher has said, the teacher has taught and the student has learned. If the student cannot repeat what the teacher has taught, then either the student has not learned, they've only listened, or the teacher has only told, he has not taught. Teaching and learning is simple. When you can say what I have said, you have learned. Okay? And today I'm telling you, the choice... Yeah, That's why the Apostle Paul said, I had rather speak five words that people actually understand than 10,000 words that they don't know what I'm talking about. Today, I hope you know what I'm talking about. Today, I hope you have learned and I hope I have taught. And what I hope I have taught is that the choice is yours and you have a choice that you can make right now. Life, death, blessings, or cursings, it's your choice. Everyone chooses. You can get out of the rut. It's your choice. And that you are leaving here on your way to your first test. You will have a test today. What will you do? This is the key to your life. That you have absolutely committed your life to Him. And you're going to obey Him because you love Him. You love Him more than you love yourself. You love Him more than you love stuff. You love Him more and you love you know, anything else. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.